That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute. It's a podcast where we take a single minute from the Zack Snyder movie, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Ultimate Edition, of course. Uh, we will watch it and we will take notes and then we will talk about it and record it. And then you get to listen to it. And if you didn't know that already, coming into, uh, what is this, minute 43, Four. 44, you should go back and listen to the, the first 42. Three minutes. There's a lot of really interesting stuff in there, especially the last minute. But I'd, I'd encourage all 43 of the other minutes to get to this point. Yeah. And then you can continue with us from here. Thankfully, we're leaving Lex Luthor's room of death for something far more uplifting. Bruce Wayne paying a visit to his mother's grave. But before we get there, um, well, I'm jumping to after the break. So, but yeah, so there's... Really no dialogue here, so just play, like, that sad music or something. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, did you know this was a dream scene, or a dream sequence, the, the first time you saw it? I think I did because it was in slow motion. Yeah, I was I, re-watching this. I, I feel like I was surprised the first time, and there was something slightly off on it. But watching it this time, it's 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 in slow motion, it's... That's a really surreal sort of Bruce is so center frame and almost it's almost like he's not even really moving at all. It's like everything is moving around him. Very evocative of, of sort of a dream. You would also usually call out the color palette, but because I, I had the thought, oh, you know, it's like it's very desaturated. But then I realized Bruce's real life also is, which which kind of drives home the like this weird trauma that is gnawing at him when he falls asleep is not really separate from who he is when he's awake anyway. Yeah, but what's fascinating about about this initial shot, though, is, like you said, it's very desaturated. And it's not just sort of the, the colorization of it either, though. It's You've got this um, sort of field of, what, unmowed grass that's just gray. Yes, yeah. It's overcast. The sky is overcast. Wayne Manor is kind of uh, obviously sort of dilapidated. I guess canonically... Snyder says that it's basically just in disrepair. He hasn't lived there. There's since. a fire or something, yeah. Well, that, that's the funny thing is that there wasn't actually, at least specifically, a fire. It just hasn't been lived in. Sure, um, is what Snyder has said. Although that level of destruction, to me, I think people always kind of expected because of how much destruction there was that maybe it had been attacked by villains or or something mm. like that in the past, and that was the implication. And this is the first shot of it that we get. And so that's kind of the question there of, whoa, that's why he lives in the lake house. But it's not like Batman Begins where it, it burns down or anything. It's just, just 30 years of not. Yeah, 30 years of him not living there. And he's, I, I, I believe, I don't know if it's in the art book or if Snyder has said it in an interview, but um, basically it's, he, it's his parents' house. And so he's not really interested in, in living in his parents' house. Uh, which I think kind of makes sense and adds a whole kind of another layer to to his deal. But that is also very gray and and lacking in color. He is wearing a like a gray overcoat, gray tie, and he's he's salt and pepper hair, and you know everything is just man. When you call that out, that's like 
that is what it was for his dream of a child, too. So it gives the impression that, like, that is just what this guy's world has been since then. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and we're also about to see it's the same location, too, Yeah. from that dream. But what I found interesting is that the only thing that has color, and it really pops with the color, is the flowers. Oh, um, in this first shot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we would move past the first shot? Uh, no, I was, no, no, if you want to continue talking about this first, this gladiator-esque <laughs> walking through fields shot. No, I mean, that's really all I had to say about it was uh, the bit about Wayne Manor and then the fact that the flowers, everything is desaturated. Uh, but I was saying that it's not just like a, they didn't remove the saturation because the flowers, well, I'm sure they maybe did some digital whatever. Sure, sure. But all, a lot of it is really just the location and and the wardrobe and and like it's just that there's not any color in yep. in camera except for the flowers. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if that necessarily has a, a, any specific meaning to itself. It's something he's he's taking them to to his parents' grave or to to his um or to put them on on Martha's tomb. And so I don't know if that's supposed to imply like the only sort of color he has is the memory of his mother. Yeah. Or if there's anything super deep to that, but I do like how the flowers pop against everything else. The, the only other splash of color we get, this is the problem, is I had, when I watched the previous minute and there was that painting and I thought, oh, Bruce and Lex both think they are Michael the Archangel. Yes. And then cut to Bruce opening up and there is this blue and pink stained glass of Michael the Archangel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is the only thing Bruce kind of like registers. Well, and it's interesting that in back-to-back scenes like that, where Lex is talking about, or maybe my dad will come back if I just leave everything the same, and then you have Bruce and his mother's tomb. So there's sort of family themes going on there, but then also Lex talking about the the painting being upside down. Then you have Bruce with the, the, the stained glass of the Archangel, but also this version of the painting is sort of, I think you said blue and pink. But the, the sash is red and the, like the breastplate is kind of blue, which I think is fascinating because I think there's a sort of implication. It very much looks like Superman, right? Yeah. Which I think is very interesting because this is a dream. Yet in his dream, the painting of the Archangel is colored like Superman, which I think might imply something about his subconscious that maybe he believes deep down or he thinks. That Superman might be good, but I don't know. I don't want to. I have another point on that. That's kind of in the next minute. I don't know if I want to necessarily spoil that. Well, let's yeah. Let's just say that we've gone from the very evocative image of demonic winged monsters being driven back by archangels. Now moving into this next scene, I guess we will be reminded of which one of these Bruce should actually have a reality check and think about which one of them he is in, he is choosing as his mission here. Yeah. Well, and just we I haven't been keeping strict track of it, but we we've been flipping back and forth between Bruce and Lex, and this is just one of those areas where it's fascinating whenever they flip back and forth just how much. Well, I guess we're flipping between Bruce, Lex, and Clark, but I think Bruce and Lex are a little bit clearer parallels, whereas maybe Bruce and Clark are more mirror images. But I just find it fascinating that we're going going back and forth, and then we'll get something like Lex's painting with the Archangels, and then Bruce with his painting of the Archangels. 
Lex is in a room that is sort of dedicated to the memory of his dad. He hasn't changed a thing. And then you have Bruce in a memory of a tomb. And then you have like the idea of deception. Lex, this is a a false room that Lex was in in the last minute. And then here you have Bruce. He's having this dream about this tomb. At the end of, of the scene with Lex in this false room that is sort of a memorial to his father, the sort of monster comes out to reveal itself that he is the villain here. And then you have Bruce go up to to Martha's tomb and the bat demon comes out of it. Just a re- lot of really fascinating little parallels here except for bruce this is all like in his soul or in his in his mind in his subconscious because it's a dream yeah but he's for not Lex, yeah like this is not what he is this is what is tormenting him it's not it's not his truth it's his it's his burden or it's his demons literally yeah. whereas uh, for lex the demons are in his painting like there's no demons in luton bruce's painting the doom the demon is in the tomb I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a bow to put on that. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I'll put a bow on it. Yeah. He is presented with the glorious image of an avenging angel standing over its vanquished foe with its weapon poised to kill them. If everyone can just remember that pose, <laughs> uh, the I guess the dream because, like you said, this is treated as his subconscious. This isn't treated as anything out of the ordinary for him. To be having these visions. I don't even know if the real stained glass, like, we don't know if that's real. I guess we assume that this is probably where Thomas and Martha are buried. And that yeah. that stained glass window is probably there and he saw it as a kid. Yeah. So it would be tied to that memory of his parents when he did visit them. Exactly. Well, and what's what's fascinating about that point, though, about the, the, the painting being in his dream, because I believe this is an actual painting. So you're right. It is the same the same pose. Okay, so the one that it's compared to is Greedo Rennie's depiction of St. Michael. Like you said, it's the exact same pose, which I think is, is common for this picture. The big difference in the one that is in the movie is in the movie, it's got the sunbeams behind the character's head and the colors are a little bit more pronounced, which I think is fascinating because the fact that this, this painting exists in Bruce's dream and is colored that way but also has that the sunbeams behind Archangel Michael's head. I think there's a question there of, is Bruce envisioning it that way, or is that just the way the movie is depicting it? Because it's so similar to other paintings that exist. Are we seeing what Bruce sees, or and is that supposed to imply something about the difference? You know, and this is obviously one of those points that's going to inform the plot in any major way. He's not like Snyder is expecting the audience to watch it and say, oh, I've seen that picture before, but it was missing, you know, these details. And therefore, that implies this about Bruce's subconscious. But I do think there's a strong case to be made that I don't think his moral compass is broken. I think that that there is this sense of light and whether or not he envisions himself as the archangel or... If it's his subconscious telling him that Superman is still there, I think the point here is that that is still inside of him. That is what something that he sees in his dream. Well, I guess I'll just say it. The beginning of the next minute opens with him waking up from this dream and resorting to the pills and the alcohol, which is, as we've said, is kind of a sign of, of deception. And so I think there, there are things in this dream that are telling him kind of his own truth that he is actively attempting to reject because he needs to feel a certain way about Superman that his moral code doesn't agree with. He's misguided. 
like we said that before, right? He he thinks he is doing the right thing. Like I do genuinely believe that he's doing mm-hmm. that he thinks he is. Yes. But if he is, then it makes sense that his subconscious would be undercutting that. Correct. At, yeah. at every chance that it could, his subconscious would not be reinforcing that he's doing the right thing. He would need to make himself believe that. Yeah. Um, so I think that the, the sort of the jump scare of the demon here always gets a lot of the attention, but kind of all those details, I think together, especially contrasted against the, the parallels to the Lex scene is way more fascinating here than that, you know, oh, there's a scary demon, but that this is, this is a, something he's kind of tormented by in his subconscious beyond just his hatred of Superman. Yeah, I was going to say, at what point did you realize it was a dream? I mean, that's the, I think that it was one of those things where, like, in the theater, I remember it felt eerie. It was like, what's going on here? But yeah. the movie is so stylized that it's hard, it was hard to know. Sure. You know, is that, is that, is this just stylized or is that that? But yeah, the second the blood started coming out of the tomb, I remember was when I was like, oh, it's another dream. Yep. I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> I will point out that he once again passes by Thomas and goes to Martha's grave. Yeah. Well, and then he puts the flowers down and it covers up Thomas's name from yep. the, the way it's framed. Once again, Martha is bleeding. Yeah. I think, yeah, he reaches out to touch it. And that is when this minute ends. So, oh, that's right. And there's another... I'll I'll save the other thing that's not in this minute for for the next minute also, um, so I will I will avoid doing the whole entire movie in this minute. Um, there's another cool thing that yeah. uh, I haven't referenced yet, so we've still got some surprises up our sleeve. Well, I feel like this is a, a perfect capper to the previous minute. We saw Lex introducing this idea of the angelic and the evil at war with each other, and then Bruce had a dream confirming what we all know. He is the avenging angel, obviously. Yeah. Well, and Lex is deceiving Finch, and Bruce is deceiving himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You need to end it. I have nothing. (laughs) Did we not comment on the fact that in this stained glass, it looks like these are skyscrapers around him? We did not comment on that. Wow. Well, you know what? 44 episodes in. <laughs> hey, these kind of look like buildings. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's insane. Like that is the, those are the shapes of... But see, so that's interesting though, because, because once again, is he really seeing himself? Because that's like Superman in Metropolis. That's like him completely misreading what his subconscious is trying to tell him. Yeah, but that's... Like I'm, I'm very fascinated by this painting. The more, the more that I think about it, because like the fact that even the pants, he has pants. Yeah. He has oh, blue of pants. A, yeah, and his boots are even kind of red tinted, at least more so than. I don't think angels wore tights, but all right, okay. Next minute. 